0: Welcome to the Titan-Sized Podcast. I'm Luke Worsham, joined by the other two hosts of the Titan-Sized Podcast, Matthias Wadner and Will Lomas. Last night, the Tennessee Titans wrapped up the 2017 preseason in Kansas City, Missouri against the Chiefs. It was a barn burner of a game, much like the last game and the first game. Um <laughs> Kind of a disappointing preseason for the Titans overall, but one good piece of news came out of last night, and that is that Eric Decker and Corey Davis will, barring a setback, play week one.
1: Yeah, uh, it's very good news. Uh, People were starting to get a little bit concerned about Corey Davis uh, because he hasn't played in a preseason game, but I think if this game against the Chiefs last night were a regular season game, uh, I think both players would have played because they both seem seem at least uh, maybe 80% healthy or something like that, uh, and with another week of practice and, and rehab and stuff like that. Um, they'll be out there week one, which is really good. Uh, they might come out a little rusty, especially with Mariota, because they haven't been able to, to practice together, but it, it's just going to be good to see uh, the entire offense with all of its weapons come week one.
2: Yeah, I mean... We said before the preseason all we really wanted to see was Mariota being efficient and a healthy roster. And I think we ended up getting that. You know, there was a Bo Brinkley scare and, you know, small things here and there, but nobody really has any, you know, game threatening injuries. We should have the starters that we want to see out there in week one. So at the end of the day, that's that's really all you want.
0: So let's move on and start talking about this fifty three man roster. Before we started preparing for the episode, I wrote down the names of 58 players who I think are the players who have legitimate chances to make the 53-man roster. So I'm going to go through it, um, and then we'll kind of go position by position and try to figure out five guys that maybe we could all agree on, or, or maybe six or seven that we can all agree on that have a legitimate chance to be cut. Quarterback. Marcus Mariota, Matt Castle, Alex Tanney. Running backs, DeMarco Murray, De- Derek Henry, David Fluellen, uh, Jalston Fowler. Wide receivers, Richard Matthews, Eric Decker, Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, Taewon Taylor, Harry Douglas, Eric Weems, Trey McBride. Wow, that is a crowded position. Yeah. Tight end, yeah. Delaney Walker, Jonu Smith, um, Jason Morrow, and Philip Supernaw. Tackle, Taylor Lawan, Jack Conklin, Dennis Kelly. Guard, Quentin Spain, Josh Klein, Tim Lolito. Center, Ben Jones, Corey Levin. Outside linebacker, Brian Arakpo, Derek Morgan, Kevin Dodd, Aaron Wallace, Eric Walden, Josh Caraway. Inside linebacker, Avery Williamson, Wesley Woodyard, Jayon Brown, Nate Palmer, Darren Bates. Cornerback, Logan Ryan, uh, LaShawn Sims, Adoree Jackson, Bryce McCain, DeMontre Hurst, Kalen Reed. Safety, Curtis Riley, Kevin Bayard. Denor, Cersei, Jonathan Cyprian, Brendan Trawick, specialists, Bo Brinkley, Ryan Suckup, Brett Kern, and interior defensive line, Jarrell Casey, Carl Klug, Daquan Jones, Austin Johnson, uh, Antoine Woods, and Sylvester Williams. That is a mouthful. I need to take a breath now. Uh, <laughs> so let's start uh at, at the quarterback position. There's pretty much no question as to whether or not Mariota or Castle makes this team. Do either of you have any sort of argument for why Alex Taney should make this team, because I certainly don't.
1: No, he's 29 years old, and he's playing in the fourth quarters of preseason games. There's no reason to keep him on the roster.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing he gives you that you couldn't just go out and get from Brock Osweiler. Hot take. (laughs) Hot hot take, but true take. (laughs) Take that people who've watched the games (laughs) will understand. So,
0: so when you go to the running backs, I think we can all agree Demarco Murray, Derek Henry and David flew Ellen for now. Anyway, unless they're able to find someone they like better through waivers will probably be on the team. Kalfani Muhammad, who has barely been on the field in the preseason. I think we can all agree. He's a practice squad candidate.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, poor went yeah. out for the Calfani Muhammad, uh fan club, which I was a part of so, when he got drafted. So, but, uh,
0: What about uh, Jalston Fowler? Because we've talked a little bit about on this show how the Titans are really a one-back-three tight end team and he doesn't see much action. Is he worth a roster spot at this point? I mean, yes.
1: you think he is? Okay,
2: so here's my thing. I think uh, something that we'll see more of cause we've seen a lot of it in the preseason is uh, the tight end lined up in a wing formation because more and more offenses are starting to use that guy as a pull blocker. Cause you don't have to pull a guard. You don't, you don't lose a guy who's penetrating in your backfield already. I think you can line up Fowler as that wing type guy and we'll get into tight ends. And I'll tell you the one I would cut to replace him, but I think you can call him, you know, Short yardage back if you really want to. You can also call him a blocker. You can call him a wing, a fullback, a special teams player. I think he's enough of a utility player where you can justify keeping him on the 53. I would agree with that.
1: I kind of I think we're not using him to his potential. I would also agree with, with
2: that. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think they could use him more. And I think once the running back and tight end, you know, I think having two fullbacks and six tight ends in camp is spreading everybody too thin i'm mm-hmm. hoping what happens is when the team condenses to that real 53 plus the practice squad they say well we got this guy who's a great blocker on special teams and he's doing great in this let's try him here too or let's use him in more unique ways now i, I don't necessarily have confidence in, in rabiski to do that but i think <laughs> it's something that could and should happen
1: maybe you could use him at fullback uh instead of DeMar- DeMarco Murray, and then not put Tywan Taylor in the backfield. Yeah,
2: I think so. or not put Tywan Taylor as the, the fullback. <laughs> Which they did
1: category. again in, like, the third quarter last night. <laughs> I'm Which done, is, man. I'm done. With I, I hate that.
2: It. I hate Yeah.
0: So before we move on to the receivers, let's get the rest of the offense first, since that's such a contested position. Tight end, mm-hmm. Pro Bowler Delaney Walker, rookie Jonu Smith, Phillip Supernaw, Jason Morrow is kind of the odd man out in that group. He was a waiver claim last year. Uh I think he has a shot to make the team. Do you see any use for him?
1: Um not really. Uh I think if we hadn't drafted Johnu Smith, Jason Morrow would definitely have a role here. That's my thinking uh, too. As like a as like a third just just pass catching mm-hmm. tight end because he does not offer he offers nearly nothing as a blocker. Because uh, la- last
0: year, when Delaney Walker went down for the one game against the Oakland Raiders, Amaro was active and was the number one pass catching tight end. If Delaney Walker yeah. were to go down again this year, it would be Jonu Smith
2: in that role.
1: Yeah, uh, I could. Yeah, but I just don't think. I don't. I don't think they would carry forward tight ends this year.
2: Yeah, I mean. I don't know why you keep Jason Morrow because we were talking earlier like if you want an extra runner or an extra blocker bring in Fowler if you want an extra receiver bring in one of the seven receivers that you would rather keep on this team than Jason Morrow and he's losing that special teams edge as a guy you know who allegedly can play special teams because there's so many linebackers and safeties you know just different guys who can play on special teams so I don't know what he gives you that's special enough to keep him on the roster
1: Mm -hmm. I agree
0: So moving on to the offensive line, I think we can all agree that there are six guys who are certainly going to make the team, the five starters and Dennis Kelly. Tim Lolito and Corey Levin are the two other guys I have written down. I don't know who other than those guys have a chance to make the team. Maybe Mars, potentially. What do you guys think about the situation at backup interior offensive line?
1: Yeah, Mars, uh, I think Mars stepped in uh, when Quentin Spain Mm -hmm. got ejected, uh, and he just... Went in right with the starters, and he, was, he wasn't he was bad at all. Uh, so I think he's going to make this team. Uh, as for Tim Alito I have not liked him this preseason. He hasn't really inspired right. confidence. Um, so if one of our guards were to go down, I assume Mars would, uh, would step in or maybe Corey Levin. Um, but, yeah, I think those are the guys uh, that are going to make the team.
2: Yeah. Last year, the Titans found a starting guard on waiver claims. I would not be surprised if they looked for another guard on waiver claims this year. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, Mars was fine. Uh, Corey Levin, I like, I, I think Corey Levin can actually play center and guard where I think Lolito can play guard and they put him at center last night and he missed time to snap on third and 10 when Matt Castle was in there and it killed the drive. They ended up having to kick a field goal and the castle went out. I mean, Legitimately, there's nothing to think that that wouldn't have been a touchdown drive if not for that play. So he essentially is the only person on the field that stopped Matt Castle. So, I mean, take that for what you will. But, you know, I I think Corey Levin can play both those spots. I think if there's a halfway decent guard, whether it's you know some 34-year-old who's only got one more year left or if it's a young guy who's got upside, I think they'll look hard at interior offensive line. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Let's go to receiver, which is the big position with a question mark on it. We can undoubtedly agree on four names, Matthews, Decker, Davis, and uh, and Taylor. We can probably agree on five names. Would you guys say Tajay Sharp is the fifth receiver at this point?
1: I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I, I don't think it's set in stone, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, I think Harry Douglas is set in stone, which is kind of sad, but, I mean, whatever. He's fine as a fifth receiver. To Jay Sharp was playing well into the to the second half of last yesterday's game. I think I don't know. if You guys can confirm that. I, I believe um, he was. Yeah, I mean I don't. Yeah, think that, that's a good time. Maybe they're just trying to get him reps, more reps, because he he missed. Uh, he missed much of the off season and the preseason, but I don't know. I I'm not entirely sure that he makes this team.
2: Um, I mean I, I think, just talking about Sharp, I think he'll make the team just because he was you know for whatever downfall he had this off season with his you know off the field stuff and with getting hurt he was a 500 yard receiver for us last year you know he he wasn't it wasn't like he was just a preseason star who only put up 200 yards he, he had a couple of decent games he beat Vontae Davis deep which will always hold a special spot in my heart so uh, you know, I, I like I like Sharp as like the fifth wide receiver on this team in terms of guys. If I had to, if I had to keep only five, he would be my fifth guy.
1: Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen some uh, Titans like reporters uh, saying don't count Eric Williams as a receiver; just count him as a special teams guy. Um, so I guess we can look at it that way uh, instead of thinking we're going to keep seven or eight receivers. Uh, but it just seems it seems like overkill.
0: I've started yeah, doing uh, s- something every year where after the draft, I talked to the college coaches of the players that the Titans have drafted. And when last year I talked to Spencer Whipple, who was Tajay's receiver coach at University of Massachusetts, I asked him for one word to describe Tajay Sharp. And the word he gave me was reliability. And he said uh, that he played in a pro style system in college. He picked it up quickly and he'll be able to do the same thing in the NFL. Hard worker. He he just seems like, despite the off-field issue, he fits the mold of what Mike Malarkey and John Robinson wants, and he's the type of receiver that this offense calls for.
1: Sure, I get what like one of those possession receivers, route runners, um,
0: precision guys.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, that can just come in and and do a job, mm-hmm. uh, and just do it adequately, I guess. Um, yeah, if we're gonna talk about the wide receiver position and who's not going to make it. I really don't see a way for Trey McBride to make it and I hate it because I really think he's talented uh, and I really want to see him make this team after a really good offseason and preseason but there are just too many bodies with too many bodies on this team right now.
2: Yeah, somebody posted this morning and said that their biggest argument against keeping Alex Tanney on the roster was the fact that he probably prevented Trey McBride from having a 100-yard game last night. I don't think <laughs> it was either one of y'all, but but I'm sure y'all agree with the sentiment. I mean, Tajay Sharp was wide open the entire third quarter, and Alex Tanney was just missing him yeah, he left, really right, and center. I mean, he he was killing him, but you know mcbride was wide open i mean i hate it for mcbride because he he did everything he could you know he was blocking as hard as he could he he did everything right i hate that he's not going to be on the team and it makes me go back to that decision to taking tajay sharp off the pup list i still Mm -hmm. think it was a bad decision i think you had a free roster spot for six weeks to have a wide receiver on this roster and then if something happened and somebody got hurt you'd be fine because you could just take tajay sharp off the pup list and you have a new sixth receiver instead we're in this situation where the titans are gonna have to cut a good wide
1: receiver has sharp been playing special teams in the preseason
2: yeah but i don't think he's done anything with it i mean i think i see yeah. 19th flash just like i see taewon taylor on special teams but i never see him do anything like mm-hmm. I, I think they both kind of do a similar job on there and maybe they're you know maybe they're return blockers they're not they're not the guys on the gunner uh, so I, I don't know really what they do and they might be on kick return where I see him flash but I think he plays some but not enough to where you couldn't replace him with almost any other receiver
1: yeah
0: so first of all I, I want each of you to tell me if you think they're going to keep six or seven receivers and then name off who you think those guys will be with the way this roster sets up I could legitimately see them keeping seven wide receivers and you know, I think Trey McBride deserves to make this team. I don't think he will just because of how much they like Douglas and Weems. But I'm I'm going to make my seven receivers, Matthews, Decker, Davis, Sharp, Taylor, Douglas, and Trey McBride, leaving Eric Weems as the odd man out.
1: I love it. Although I don't agree that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, I still think Weems is going to gonna get the last spot. Why, over though? Kramer like,
0: what, what value does know. he give you other than as, like, that Matthew Slater player? Which is he, why we brought in is. Brendan Trawick. <laughs> but, I mean, point.
2: Matthew Slater, that's New England. I mean, he's trying to make Tennessee the new New England. They need mm-hmm. a Matthew Slater type guy. Like, you know, that, Well, okay, the only difference is Weems is not a bad – I mean, he's not Mark Mariani as much as I love Mariani. Like, he was – he was better than you know he, he's always been better than the guy he replaces which is a good quality to have but you know i i don't know that eric weems isn't the best pure kick returner on this team as much as i like a jackson i don't always trust what he's doing
0: not on kickoffs
2: but, no no not I, I mean and weems seems to just get it and find holes and all he always looks like he passes the 25 yard line when he takes a kick out And he may only only have taken two kicks out. I I honestly can't remember. But at the same time, I can't remember him making a bad decision or making a weird cut and losing yards. And if you remember games like the Detroit game and uh, all those games early in the season last year, starting field position killed the Titans. You know, whether it was kickoffs that were returned poorly or punts that were returned poorly, there was just nothing that. You know, set them back worse than starting inside the twenty. And I think Eric Weems can get you to the twenty-seven, twenty-eight if he decides to return a punt. And that's a good quality to have, enough to where I'm, I'm good with keeping him on the team.
1: Yeah, he's been pretty good on kick returns, and I think they like him more on kick returns than they like a Dory, at least right now. It could change mid-season, maybe. Um, but I just think they, they're gonna, they trust him. The coaching staff trusts him more than. Then they would trust someone like Trey McBride uh, uh, when it comes to that last spot.
0: So I think we can all agree on the three specialists, unless there's a surprise and Brett Kern is cut and we decide to let Ryan Suckup do both the place kicking and the punting this year <laughs> to save a receiver roster spot. I don't think that's, that's right. I don't think that's likely. You can always keep it in the back of your head though. But um, moving on to the defense, starting at uh, edge pass rusher Brian Arakpo, Derek Morgan. Uh, Aaron Wallace, Eric Walden, Josh Caraway, Kevin Dodd, uh, Arakpo is a <laughs> pro bowler. One of those bowler. things
2: is not like the other. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> Arakpo was a pro bowler last year. Morgan had nine and a half sacks. Uh, Aaron Wallace has had a really nice preseason coming off the edge. Josh Caraway as well. Eric Walden hasn't done a ton in the preseason, but he had ten sacks last season. And Kevin Dodd. Man, it has been a pleasure to watch him this preseason and, and just witness the <laughs> greatness that we've seen emulating from him on the field.
1: This guy's Vaughn Miller all over again. I mean, how can you do
2: that? Uh, it's so hard to watch. I mean, like, I can't even, like, keep up the facade. Like, I'm just like, I can't do it, guys. It's, <laughs> he's so hard. I mean, like, all right, if his foot's still hurting him, fine. Keep him out. Put him on puck do something but he just doesn't look right he stands straight up and he spends all of his time reading last night they even gave him the green light i'm assuming because it's the first time you ever see him do it consistently they gave him the green light to come from a stand-up a two-point stance and rush and he still didn't get any extra speed just there's no well he's not a two-point guy he's a three-point guy He's a four point guy. He should be he should, he needs <laughs> to play defensive tackle. I mean, you could put in and, and this maybe this isn't a slight to Dodd. Maybe it's a compliment to Carl Klug and Jarrell Casey, but I've seen them come off the edge when they, they line up outside and they're fast and aggressive and they deal with contact. I don't I don't get that same vibe from Dodd. He plays like a finesse pass rusher without the speed, which is a critical error. You can't have that base in doing that
0: does he remind yeah. you at all of cameron wimbley when he was a titan
1: oh wow throwback no because cameron dude. wimbley
2: had better balance <laughs> like cameron would put his foot in the ground to come back like he he reminds me of uh quentin Coples. did y'all ever watch him when he played oh, yeah. for didn't he Jets?
0: didn't he pass like, away he, recently or no no excuse me i'm thinking of uh Quentin Groves. Seems, I'm thinking uh, of Quentin Groves, not yeah, Quentin Yeah, that's, that's
2: who you're thinking of. I was like, I hope not, because <laughs> I don't want to bring him up and slander him on this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, he was a guy from North Carolina who almost the exact same way as Kevin Dodd was just so big and long that when he was left unblocked, he usually made big plays from the backside. And, it, you know, he did he did all right everywhere and everybody said you know this guy's solid he's put up solid production he's from north carolina it's a blue chip school whatever so we're gonna we're gonna draft him He got drafted in the first round by the jets and he just wasn't anything i mean and maybe kevin dodd is not a three four guy maybe he's so confused by the scheme and he just needs a green light to go the whole time and maybe that's what's keeping him back but This scheme is not for him right now. He definitely can't play behind the Rackpo. You have to limit him to playing behind Derek Morgan as that base end. And even then, they ran it right at him last night with backup offensive linemen and backup running backs and just blew by him in the B-gap, and he just got blocked out. I mean, it was – it was tough to watch. I don't know what redeeming quality he has right now. And I'm hoping it's just that he's still hurting and he's trying to work his way back. And he just he spent so much time not pass rushing because against Detroit last year, he was a good player. He was a quality player to have on the team. And he helped. I mean, he helped that team win a game. He got a sack and a critical time. He was a different player. Now he he shows up, and I, I just don't know who I'm looking at anymore.
0: As much as we've all talked about the idea of his fit in a three four, on third down when the nickel's in and the nose tackle is off the field, is there really any difference in a four three and a three four aside from the stance?
1: Mm, not much, but I mean, he just doesn't. He it doesn't even matter the scheme right now because he's just not explosive in any way when he's rushing the passer. Mm-mm. Uh, even if he's standing up or his hand is in the ground, Josh Carraway looks 10 times faster than him, 10 times more athletic than him. He, whether they're pass rushing or even dropping in a coverage, it's just its no contest right now. There was a play yesterday where Kevin Dodd is lined up over the tight end, uh, and he's one-on-one with the tight end, and he can't beat him. He can't beat his block. He starts flailing up in the air for some reason, gets pushed back like five yards, Uh, And then finally, after 10 seconds, gets to Patrick Mahomes. uh, But by that point, Mahomes had already gotten a 30-yard pass off. So it's it's brutal to watch right now.
0: And as Paul Kuharski reported about an hour ago, Kevin Dodd will make the 53-man roster, which means that someone between Aaron Wallace, Eric Walden, and Josh Caraway will likely not make the team. You have to say that's Caraway, though he will likely end up on the practice squad if he clears waivers.
1: Yeah, they're going to try to sneak Carraway on the practice squad. I'm assuming, and I am not so sure that that's going to that that's going to actually happen because I think a team uh, can use his services and and they're going to get a pretty good player.
2: Uh, I, I I hate this. I mean, hmm. what I'm hoping happens is they're guaranteeing guaranteeing him a roster spot and they're shopping him as hard as they can with Kevin Dodd because. All those guys have a chance to make an end. But, you know, I've I've preached Aaron Wallace over and over, and then he came out and exploded, and he showed up in the two games he was healthy. And I think they put him on ice so that they could keep him on the roster. Um, And and maybe in the crazy event that they traded or added another defensive end and he was the odd man out that they could sneak him back on – they could sneak him on practice squad um, if he's even eligible. I'm not sure he's eligible. But, you know, he seems like a guy you want on your team – He's fast. He's got to make the roster. But Carraway is going to be the guy that gets cut because of all this. And I hate it because he anchored the edge against the Bears, which is my big question about him. You know, I had the same questions about him that I had on Jayon Brown, which is he's he's not really a power kind of guy. He does his best work in space. But he, he did everything you could want against the run. Last night, I think he and Jayon Brown combined for a, a tackle for loss. I mean, he's – a good player that somebody's going to get a good player uh, you know i hope it's the titans i hope something changes and they can find an extra roster spot where they call him a linebacker or they call aaron wallace an inside linebacker and cut some more inside guys but if if carraway's not on this team and i think he won't be it's unfortunate
1: if it was set that dodd was going to make the team like it seems to have been just because he's a second round pick uh then i kind of wish they had gone the Kalfani Muhammad route with Josh Carraway and just not showcased him in the preseason and then just stash him on the practice squad. But teams have seen that he's had good games and uh, I think it's gonna be tough to for him to get on the practice squad.
0: So yeah. at this point we cut Alex Tanney, we cut Jason Morrow, we cut one receiver. We all kind of disagreed on who that was going to be. And we assumed that Josh Caraway will be cut We've cut four players, and that leaves fifty-four players on the roster. So, and we and we have four positions left to go through. So, I, I think this is a situation where potentially they might keep eight receivers, or they might keep seven edge pass rushers. I mean, there's going to be a lopsided position at the end of this. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what,
0: let's see. Yep. let's keep going. So inside linebacker Avery Williamson, despite his inefficiencies at covering tight ends he's a lock to make the team so is Wesley Woodyard and Jayon Brown who's had a tremendous preseason the other two guys are more special teamers Nate Palmer and Darren Bates I tend to think that both of them will make the team because I don't don't see anything wrong with having five inside linebackers what do you guys think about that
1: yeah I'm in agreement Palmer uh the reports out of him during the offseason were really were really good uh they were saying that he improved uh, and he's fine, and he's a good special teamer, so I think he's going to make the team.
2: Yeah, I think I think Palmer won his job in the offseason where you know other people won it in the preseason. I, I don't I don't think he's done anything on the field to really say that's a guy you've got to keep. But I mean, it, he's already impressed the coaching staff, and he's got he's versatile special teams guy. I'm I'm fine with keeping him.
0: So cornerback, if that's a bit of a crowded room, especially at the back end. Uh, You have Logan Ryan, who's the second-highest-paid player on the team. LaShawn Sims, who started, I think, every game other than the one against the Bears when Adoree Jackson started. First-round pick Adoree Jackson, those three guys will be on the team. Bryce McCain, you would assume, would be on the team. And you also have Demontre Hurst and Kalen Reed. Kalen Reed, who has had a fantastic preseason. Demontre Hurst was signed as a free agent from Chicago, and he has done a lot of nothing in training camp he dropped an interception yeah. that that was gift wrapped to him by Alex Tanney in the scrimmage that the Titans had. Uh he's kind of been invisible because of an injury. I really don't see him making this team. Would you guys agree with that?
1: Yeah, some yeah. people some people thought uh when we when we got him from the Bears uh that that he would uh probably be the fifth cornerback going into the season. Um but I think the injury kind of just derailed that entire Entire thing, he missed a lot of time, uh, and while he was missing time, Kalen Reed was making a lot of plays in camp and in the preseason. So, if it came down to Hurst and Reed, I see no reason how, no way that uh, that Hurst would get the nod over Reed.
2: Yeah, I think this is a good year to just keep five corners because most most times you have to keep an extra guy as you know a punt gunner or something like that. I think all those special teams guys are almost taken care of. There's one at the safety position we'll get to in a second, but no, I think you just keep those five and let you know let Hurst go and reads reads your fifth. There's no way you can argue that re- anybody's been more impressive than Reed in the preseason.
1: I think I think it might actually come down to Kalen Reed and Curtis Riley. Uh, because they've both they both are kind of versatile. They could play cornerback and safety, uh, and they've both flashed in the preseason. So I think it might come down to those two uh, uh, for that final roster spot.
0: Well, as we as we move on to safety, I was going yeah. to mention that Curtis Riley had a fantastic training camp. We always talk about the play where, in a live tackle situation, he tackled Derrick Henry one on one. Yeah. You also have Brendan Trawick, who was signed to help out with special teams. Kevin Byard and Jonathan Ciprian, your two starters, and Denora Searcy, who took a pay cut so that he could stick around as that number three safety. I tend to believe that they're going to keep all five of those guys, especially Trawick for a special teams ability. But if there is an on man out, it's unfortunately going to be Curtis Riley.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, where are we at if we keep both Riley and Kalen Reed? Are we still at 53?
0: Uh, if we keep Riley and Kalen Reed, we would be at 53.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: Uh, oh, so
2: okay.
1: So go ahead, go ahead.
2: Uh, well, I was going to say, that's great. Uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and cut Denora Cersei then and keep <laughs> Carraway. <laughs> that, that's 100% what I'm doing. Because, okay, if you've got one of those guys is going to be an active on game day, that's too many special teamers to keep with Trowick, Kalen Reed, Curtis Riley, yeah. Bates, Eric Williams. That's a lot of guys playing special teams. I'm cutting Cersei keeping uh, Kalen Reed and Riley Curtis and having them both as, uh, as, I mean, I think they could get a, like
0: a conditional seventh out of Dinor Searcy if they tried.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. Then so, I'm too. doing that <laughs> Forget What I said before I'm trading him for a conditional uh, seventh round pick with the uh, Denver Broncos when they cut TJ Ward. And uh, that that's, that's what I'm doing and I'm getting the carry away because to me, Okay. You can play a lot of cornerbacks at safety in a pinch. You can't play a lot of safeties at cornerback in a pinch. And so I'm keeping Curtis Riley and Kalen Reed on my team because I know they can play cornerback. Cersei is kind of limited to that strong safety kind of player. And I think you could have Cyprian or Kevin Byard come down and play that strong safety and rotate either one of those other corners to play the free safety spot. So I'm... Super comfortable with the defensive backfield. I can move all those people around. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with the way that checks out. You know, I'm keeping my pass rushers. I'm keeping guys that you know can get to the quarterback, who can rotate, who can save Brian, Arakpo, and Derek Morgan from fatigue and age because they're they're gonna eventually peter out to where they can't play 90% of the snaps all the time. And it'd be great to have a guy like Caraway and Aaron Wallace who could come in there and actually rush the passer. While we have a base end like Kevin Dodd on the other side, you know if if he's got to make the team, I want somebody who's actually going to get after the passer on the other side. So I'm I I like Janoris Cersei. I think he can be good for another team. That's why I'm going to recoup a pick for him. (laughs) And then I'm I'm just keeping a team full of pass rushers. Uh, Seattle's doing it. Seattle's got 80 pass rushers now that they've traded for Sheldon Richardson. So why can't the Titans do it?
1: Maybe they want Cersei.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Cover three safety.
1: Yeah. So
0: finally, before we wrap up and talk about a couple final situations, we have the interior defensive line, Jarrell Casey, the highest paid player on the team and the best player on the team, Carl Klug, Daquan Jones, Austin Johnson, Antoine Woods, and Sylvester Williams. Despite the fact that Sylvester Williams has been largely ineffective during the preseason, they gave him a lot of money to be their nose tackle. I see all six of these guys making the roster barring a big surprise.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I mean, we we a lot of us didn't like the Williams contract when it happened, uh, and it it's becoming pretty clear that the coaches didn't like it either. Because I mean, he's playing with the second string defense. Um, so the it it's good that the best player is going to play, but I mean, Williams will be fine as a backup, even though the contract might not show it as a value. Uh, he's fine as a backup as a backup nose tackle to ho- to whoever they. Uh, they put with the first string defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those people can move to different places. Williams concerns me, uh, especially in the long term. I, I would like to see how his contract is actually structured past this year. Um, they they've got they've got cap space to eat up if they wanted to cut him and get rid of him. But still, I think I mean I think he can play different places in a four uh, four man front, and I think he can play nose if you really want him to, or he could play five if you had to have a guy. But I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with keeping all those guys.
1: Yeah, and they're all versatile, versatile because Austin Johnson could play nose or DE. D- Daquan Jones could play nose or DE, and so can so can even Angelo Blackson probably. So that, that's that's good.
0: Oh, I forgot about Angelo Blackson. Do you guys see him making oh.
1: this team? Did you not name him? I didn't.
2: I didn't oh. think you did, but I I wasn't going to say anything in case I was wrong because because uh, okay, like if I have whatever i want i may think about cutting uh sylvester williams if i can't Mm. keep angelo blackson Mm, yeah because because we've already seen him experiment with daquan jones at nose we've seen antoine wood start at nose austin johnson can do it and angelo blackson can do it angelo blackson can also play that five tech and i've seen him play five tech and get sacks from there before so I think Sylvester Williams, if they keep him, is fine. I mean, I think he's, if I'm grading him, he's a C-plus guy on my line. Like, he's a guy I would rather have than somebody who's just a hole. I don't think teams are going to pick on him. But I think Angelo Blackson's athleticism is undeniable when he's going. Like, when, when his motor's on and he doesn't get jammed or double teamed or whatever at the line, he's either in the backfield or causing some sort of disruption. And I would rather have that on my team.
1: Yeah, they've been very slight flashes, but he has flashed a little bit in the preseason. He's played pretty well. So. If,
2: if I had to ask you who flashed more in the preseason, Angelo Blackson, Sylvester Williams, Antoine Woods, or Austin Johnson, how would you rank those four?
0: I would go mm-hmm. Antoine Woods, one, Austin Johnson, mm-hmm. two, Angelo Blackson, three, and then Sly Williams, four.
1: I'd change
0: Blackson
1: and Austin Johnson.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't seen – I mean, I've seen Austin Johnson deflect a pass and be fine in his run fits. But, I mean, last night I think Blackson either got a sack or got a really good quarterback hit, and that's the most – and all those guys played last night. You know, I, I would like to say that it's fourth preseason game, so not to put too much weight in it. But I'm pretty sure all those guys played last night. Maybe not – no, Williams did play. So all of those guys played last night, and he was the only one I saw who really had any disruption. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, I – But I've always been partial to Angelo Blackson, so, you know, take that with a (laughs) grain of salt. But, you know, I haven't seen Williams flash enough for me to say that he's done anything really to blow Angelo Blackson's roster spot away.
0: Other than, I think that we can all agree that the top three most interesting positions that we're all going to have to keep an eye on are edge pass rusher, the defensive line, and wide receiver.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: So one last question about the roster before we close out. Uh, we cut four guys to get down to 53, or five guys, rather. It's going to be one receiver getting cut, Alex Tanney, Josh Caraway, DeMontre Hurst, and uh, Jason Morrow. Would you rather keep Josh Caraway and cut Curtis Riley or keep an eighth wide receiver and cut Curtis Riley or just keep Curtis Riley?
1: This is a tough one. Um, I think I would keep Carraway. I probably would too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been good in the preseason, man. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, huh, I, I hate to cut Curtis Rowley because, like I said, I really like the idea of using him and Kalen Reed as your emergency free safety and moving. A, you've got a whole bunch of guys who can play strong safety, and those guys can also come in and be your fourth corner or third corner if you need a guy, like if Bryce McCain goes down. Uh, and you know you're not comfortable playing at Ory Jackson in the slot which I think is a hard place for him to play. So I I lean towards Caraway but I I it's, it's not a terrible floor if your you know worst case decision is you just keep Curtis Riley, cuz I think he can do a lot for you.
1: Riley might be able to sneak onto the practice squad also. Hmm. P- probably a better shot than than Josh Caraway. So yeah. f- finally before we
0: close out Because uh, other than our episode on Sunday, which will be a recap of the final cuts that the Titans make, this is really our last episode where we're talking about the actual preseason. So I want both of you to give me something that stood out as an excitement from the preseason and something that stood out as something that could potentially be concerning. My excitement from the preseason was the fact that against the Carolina Panthers, the Titans offense moved the ball pretty well with only their bottom five receivers or bottom bottom four receivers, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Something that was a little alarming. I'm going to say Kevin Dodd. I expected him to come out healthy and really do something, and he's just been atrocious.
1: Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Um, my uh, Something I was... Uh, not surprised by, it, but that I liked uh, was Taiwan Taylor. He killed it. Um, the reports from from the offseason were glowing about him. Uh, I think there were reports that he might out target uh, some of our other receivers, uh, and it just really came to into fruition um, in the preseason. Uh, he's explosive. Uh, he can catch the ball. He can get open, um, and he's looking like a really nice third round pick right now. Uh, my disappointment is just the defense in general. They they just don't look they don't look good. Uh, even with the even with the new all the new additions, uh, Dick LeBeau hasn't been able to get them all on the same page and 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 doing a good job together as a unit. Uh, hopefully it's just preseason woes uh, and it'll be fixed uh, by the regular season. But I don't have a lot of hope that our defense is going to be all that good this season.
2: Uh, I'm I'm going to start with my disappointment first because I know it's going to draw the worst reaction. But Derrick Henry was super disappointing to me. I I know I know it's a firestorm (laughs) waiting to happen, but he he just you know he hadn't done what he's supposed to do. I I feel like he's reading the holes wrong, and you can argue that the line isn't blocking as well. But there's gaps there to be run in that I think he's either just missing or he's not lowering his shoulder and going enough. He he wants to. It's the the preseason.
0: Do you really think he's honestly trying?
2: Yeah, why, why would a running back try not to get cut get his legs cut out from under him? That sounds crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like he wasn't trying last year. When got, I mean, there is a different urgency when you're a rookie, and I don't argue the fact that maybe because he's, he's already guaranteed a spot on the roster that maybe this is kind of a layup for him and he's just kind of going through the motions. But at the same time, when you're on the field – especially when you're getting your chance and you're really wanting to argue that you should be the starting running back, you should take over that position. I mean, that's that's the time when you're going to say, this is what you get from me if you start me with a starting offense and I get five, ten carries in a row. And, I, and I, I don't think he's done anything for any of us to say that he should play over Murray or even split carries with Murray. It's gotten to the point where I'm even considering getting a real third – running back in the group to minimize carries on Henry so they can focus on things. He really does well and get him in a groove so that eventually they can build a game plan around him next year. Um, so that's, that's kind of my negative. I, I didn't like that. My positive is kind of a cop out. Uh, my positive is John Robinson, you know? So th- this is the picks he made uh, from the third round and beyond Taewon Taylor, John U. Smith, Jayon Brown, Corey Levin, Josh Caraway, Brad Seaton, Kalfani Muhammad. Okay. Uh, the last three are all seventh rounders. And I think hitting on any seventh rounder as even a guy who should make the team is outstanding. And I think Josh Carraway should make this team. Corey Levin should make the, he's this arguably, depending on what you think about Dennis Kelly's play, he's been the sixth best offensive lineman on this team. Uh, Jayon Brown, should be an instant starter. I, I know, I know he won't be because they've already got their starters in place and their veterans and all that. If Avery Williamson doesn't like the contract offers he's getting from the Titans this season, they're, they're going to be fine replacing him with Jay Brown. He's an impact starter and he needs to play immediately. John who Smith is a guy who's, you know, it, he's not going to start on this team and he's going to be disciplined. At the end of the year, we're going to say, remember how good John U. Smith was in the preseason because he was the tight end one for, 75% of the snaps, but next year he's going to be a good player. And then Taewon taylors we've already talked about how good he is. So John Robinson has shown that he didn't just have a fluky season last year when he had some good hits late in the draft. You know, he's, he's finding guys all over. And we haven't even seen enough of Corey Davis or a Dory Jackson to say one way or another. So he could just have had a great draft this year, and we don't know it yet. But the later round picks look great. That's my big positive from this offseason, is everything he's done seems to check out.
0: In less than 24 hours, we will know who is on the Titans' final 53-man roster. It probably will change because waivers won't clear till about noon on Sunday. So really, noon on Sunday is when we'll we will get the biggest and most clear picture of who the Titans' 53 will be. We will be back Sunday afternoon to talk every angle about who made the roster, discuss the waiver claims the Titans have made, Uh, Until then, I'm Luke Worsham from Matthias Wadner and Will Lomas. This has been the Titan-Sized Podcast. We will talk to everyone again on Sunday.